Welcome to Leading from Alignment, a weekly podcast from Converge Coaching, where our passion is to help you lead better, lead longer, and enjoy it more. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Leading from Alignment. This is episode 89. And uh, today we have back with us our special guest, uh, Josh Spurlock. Josh is the founder of My Counselor Online, which is a clinically based or clinically informed faith-based counseling ministry that comes alongside pastors and missionaries and their families to, to hold up their arms, you know, as they, they serve, they, they fight on the front lines. And uh, so, Josh, I love what the Lord has allowed you to do. It, it it, it, there's such a, a, a synchronization of our missions. You know, we, we, we uh, execute that mission a little bit differently from each other, but it's the same heart uh, for leaders and the church. And uh, so, so glad to have you back. Thanks for being back again. Yeah, thanks for having me, John. Like the reason I'm, I'm back again and excited to be back again is, is just what you said. I feel such an alignment with you in that heart of wanting to come alongside and support ministers and missionaries and leaders within the body, that that's uh, what the King has given me passion to do and our team to do. So um, feels good to be here. Yeah, we're missing our co-host, uh, Jim Wiegand. Uh, Jim is out again today. Uh, he'll be back with us uh, with our next podcast, but we miss him. He's a lot of fun, and uh, uh, but uh, he's out uh, taking care of uh, his wife, uh, who just went through some surgery, and uh, you know we uh, we prioritize family, uh, and we want him to take care of his wife, and uh, you know we know that we can get by without him, but we'll see him. But Jim, we miss you, and uh, we'll see you back uh, on the next pod. Josh, can you give us just a, a, a brief summary of what you talked about in Pod 88? Maybe for some who didn't hear Pod 88, now we're into the 89th pod. Can you give us just a brief recap of yeah. what you talked about? If you didn't hear the last one, you should definitely go check it out because we had yeah. fun. The, the point that we begin talking about is recognizing how the experiences of our life uh, shape how we experience the present. And that in the course of life, we can experience things that create wounds for us that get activated or bumped into by present day circumstances that then influence the things that we do and don't do, uh, how we navigate struggles, how we navigate challenging situations in our personal life, as well as in our ministry, and how having an understanding of those things can really empower us to be able to navigate the toughest situations at our best. Yeah. And so we, we talked through how those wounds impact us. We, we, we talked about rejection. We talked about anger and how those, those, those things get in the way we bump in and it, in it, uh, you know, it's interesting, right? That, that um, it seems to me that these wounds don't get healed um, accidentally, you know, but th that there is concerted once it comes to our conscious awareness, then there is, and that, that's what really why I want to go with this next question. When it comes to our conscious awareness, then there is, you know, there's action that we need to take and help we need. What, you know, so, you know, we're doing this pod, assuming that more than a few leaders are carrying wounds from their past. 
Yeah, like a hundred percent, myself included, right? But but many times are unaware of those wounds. What are some ways, Josh, that you think leaders could get in touch with some of these wounds and 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 do it in a way that's healthy? You know, that's that's safe. Could, can you speak yes. to that? Yes, absolutely. So the the starting place uh, for doing exactly what we're talking about is curiosity. Hmm. Sounds simplistic, but we're not geared to be curious about things that are uncomfortable or things hmm. that are that our natural, normal, reflexive action is to just to try to get away from what's uncomfortable or what's painful. Yeah. That that's what I do. That's what all of us are kind of inclined to do. We experience pain or we experience something uncomfortable. Knee jerk response is to get away from that. But by running away from it, we aren't able to understand it. Right. So instead, when we feel ourselves pulling that, getting away from running away from withdrawing, shutting down, pushing back, that can be, uh, you know, a uh, an aggressive thing where we kind of fight back, push back, or it can be passive where we withdraw and pull away, you know, fight or flight. Mm-hmm. Um, but either way, we're, we're moving away from it. We can instead get curious and pause and go, what's this about for me? Mm-hmm. What is it that I'm feeling? Because right? our emotions are an emotional, our informational dashboard that God's mm-hmm. wired into our body. Right? Just like the dashboard on your vehicle. You know, the check engine light comes on. Uh, you could kind of take a piece of tape and put over the light because it's mm-hmm. annoying. <laughs> or reach under the dash and try to pull the cords, you know, in order to cut it off because that's obnoxious. I want to see that. But you do so to your own detriment, right? Yeah. You know, down the road, what maybe could have been addressed easily blows the engine out. That's no good. Instead, what we want to do is pull off to the side of the road, pull out the instruction manual, figure out what's going on, pop the hood. Why is this all happening, right? Curiosity about yeah. the situation. Okay, and and I think, I think uh, sometimes uh, you might be able to connect the dots yourself, but what if you can't do that? Yeah. What, you know, what, should you do? I mean, what would be a next a next step? Yeah, the first place to do the first thing to do is to uh, invite another person into that space with you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Which is be, since since the fall, that's been our least favorite thing to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Adam and Eve. What's the first thing that they did? Right. At fall, they hide. Right. Hide ever since. Right that we feel that shame and our inclination is not to invite someone into that space. It's to hide that space. But there's uh, back to this idea of an embodied spirituality that uh, as opposed to this uh, metaphysical kind of focus of spirituality, it says, all I need is Jesus, which Mm -hmm. sounds really good, right? But what it does is it divorces Christ from his body. And the reality that Jesus engages us through his body, which is our brothers and sisters in Christ. Right? 
yeah. that, that conduit of grace and inviting Jesus into that space very often necessarily means inviting part of his body, another person it's good. that space. How do you, Josh, how do you filter that though? Or what, you know, are, are there credentials that somebody has to have in order to be invited to that space? Uh, should we invite just anybody into that space? Can you, can you speak to that? Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, we definitely don't want to invite just anybody into that space, right? That uh, we want to be able to invite folks into that space who are safe and who uh, love us and who are uh, not prone to advice giving, but are able to just be present and make space for us to process out loud and be curious together with us around our experience. That there's a valid place for uh, professional counseling and coaches and spiritual directors, kind of individuals outside of ourselves that have training and experience helping to facilitate that process and experience. But for most folks, you don't need to start there. Right? Mm. Having, a, having a good, safe friend in your life who is comfortable in their own skin and connected with their own experience enough to not get triggered by your vulnerability mm. in a way that causes them to need to shut that down or avoid or give advice to kind of have a quick solution, right? get away from the uncomfortableness of it for them, but that can really set in the hard with you and yes. get curious with you about what's happening and what's going on that that can go a long way for spreading things out on the table and getting enough distance yeah. between the oneself and the experience to begin to connect some thoughts. Mm-hmm. If, and if you find that you're not able to do that, either A, because you don't have someone like that in your life, which a lot of us are super isolated, like right. we're around people all day long, but nobody's really close enough to us that we could really be that vulnerable with Right. Or because you do have that person and you're spreading stuff out, but it's not, you know, you're still not getting where you need to get with it. And there may be a place for inviting in a spiritual director or a coach or a counselor to uh, partner with you in that exploration process. Yeah. Uh, you know, 60, I think Barna came out with this stat back in 2017. They, they uh, studied 14,000 Protestant lead pastors in the United States, and they found out that 66% of them had no deep friendships. Mm. And uh, out of all the negative stats that were in that that book, there are a lot of positive things in that book too. That one jumped out at me the most. Right? Yeah, it's shocking. Yeah, and 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 so when it comes to wounds, it comes to the things that were done to us uh, mm. when we were younger. Um, you know, there is, there is this isolation factor that I think magnifies it. Like it, it, it like thrives in yes. that scenario. And when we bring it into the light, we bring it out of secrecy into the light, I think, and I don't know if this is clinically correct or not, but it just seems to me that that thing loses some of its power when I, I bring it into the light. Yes. There's, you know, there's, a, a real long neurological explanation for that, but a real simplification of it is uh, for one thing, uh, when we name an experience, that there's this left right brain integration that takes place when we're able to, uh, we say, name it to tame it. 
right? Mm. With it, just by naming it and externalizing it, by identifying it in and of itself begins to transform and make change to that. But then you add the layer of a relational connection around that, where I'm able to name it with you, John, yeah. and allow you to hold that with you and for you to love me, even in light of this thing that's vulnerable, neutralizes it in a way that's absolutely powerful. Yeah. So, so Josh, I know some, some leaders, you know, that, um, they, they've kind of started to walk through this process. You know, they're, um, they've invited somebody who's safe and competent into their life, um, to share this, a wound or set of wounds. Uh, some of them are even in counseling, but, um, what would you say to a leader who's working on that, you know, they're working hard at getting healed up, but the process seems to be so slow or it just seems to be dragging on. Um, yeah. What would you say to that? How do you, how do you address, you know, somebody asks you, why is this taking so long? Um, yeah, that's a, it's a complex question because there's a number of different reasons why that may be the case. Okay. One common one that uh, I come across and see is that uh, you know there's there's a difference between talking about eating an elephant and eating an elephant right like we know the word picture of how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time right yeah uh, and which is a, a grueling process and there's a lot to chew on in order to eat an elephant right and so that can take a lot of time but sometimes we're in a dynamic where we're talking about eating an elephant we're not actually eating the elephant, mm. right? And talking about eating the elephant doesn't make any progress. Right? You can talk around it forever uh, without any progress being made in eating the elephant. And so sometimes the process in which we're engaging things you know, is uh, talking about our experience without actually experiencing our experience with another in a way that allows us to move through it. Okay. So it doesn't transform the experience that we're having and change it and heal it and bring it in something different. It's more in this kind of detached way that I'm talking about it rather than experiencing through it. Right. And so that's a common thing. And uh, because when we when we truly engage with our experience, which has to do with from a neurological standpoint and activating of those wounding experiences that we're carrying around with us and that are influencing us and then engaging that in a healing process, it changes our body. Mm -hmm. Like there's something is different after we do that. Neurologically, the synapses and connections and uh, bindings and firings of our neurons is physiologically different mm -hmm. for that experience than before that experience. But if we're, just talking about it without actually activating and engaging the process, those things stay the same. Okay. So we've got to make sure that we're actually engaging a process that will lead to healing. Otherwise we can be spinning our wheels um, and getting more hopeless and discouraged because we're doing something, but that something isn't effective. Yeah. It's not, it's like taking placebo, right? Mm -hmm. That you're taking something, but things aren't changing kind of in, a, in the situation. So you have to evaluate if that's a possibility. Right. Are the things that I'm doing getting results or is it just 
going right. in circles, right? You know, um, I remember when I went through major depression many, many years ago, suicidal depression. Yeah. And uh, it felt like it came on all of a sudden, but it had been building for decades. Yeah. Yeah. And finally, we had a couple of precipitating events that just kind of brought burst, it to it. burst the dam, you know. And I remember uh, seeing a counselor, getting my doctor, seeing a counselor. My wife uh, encouraged, not just encouraged, she all demanded you know, that I do that. Thank God. Thank God for her doing that. And then she put some really wonderful couples in my life uh, that um, uh, were fun, that knew how to pray. Um, and each one of those couples, at least one of those uh, people had been through what I was going through. Yes. And so they were my family extended family for several months, loved me and prayed with me through that whole uh, recovery process. But I remember Josh thinking, this is taking longer than I thought it would. But I, I realized something that I didn't get into the spot I was in, in, in three weeks. Right. It, and there was so many things I felt like I had to unlearn and learn new ways. And so, I mean, so we tell clients, you know, look, this, this is a process that's going to take a while. Now, everybody, I think what I've observed is that some people get fast, get healed fast. I mean, or quicker yeah. than others. So there's no, but it almost always takes longer than they think it's going to take. No, 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 no. I can, I, from my, I'm an expert in this kind of domain. So I bring, bring a lot of experience and I can, I can correct that statement for you to John to say, it always takes longer than you want it to. It's always harder and more painful and takes yeah. longer than you want it to. And I just want to encourage uh, our listeners, you know, that I'm sure that there are a lot of folks listening today who are working their way through problems with anxiety, problems with major depression. And, and, and you can get to a point where you think I'm not getting better. This isn't, this isn't going to, I'll, I'll never have a life outside of this. And, and we want you to know that that depression isn't the final chapter in your story. There is life outside of depression. Yes. And so if, if, um, you are listening today and you're struggling and you're doing the things that Josh has recommended. You've opened yourself up to another person. You're, you're getting professional help. And it just seems like it's incremental. The, 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 and here's the thing I've also observed. And, and I, I know we're getting up against time here, but I think what I see and in my own experience with depression and recovery was it never was a straight line up. I would have a good day. Well, actually, I would have a good couple of hours. <laughs> which is which is nice break when <laughs> Yeah, and then I would have the rest of the day would be terrible. I might have a good day and then two bad days. I might have a good day and a bad day, two good days, two bad days. And it, it and it felt like it was not a straight line of recovery, Josh. It just seemed like one step forward, two steps back. Some days I'd take two steps forward. Next yeah. day would be a step back. Does that ring true in, in your experience? Absolutely. Absolutely. That we want a nice linear direction that we start here in here. Yeah. Here's the steps that are going to take place. But it's much more like uh, a bit of a, a bit of a spiral of sorts, right? That the kind of circles 
but where it circles back to isn't exactly the same place that yeah. it was. It's a little bit further up, and then it cycles. And we're going. There is some cyclicalness to it, right? Some up and down, and like I'm right. similar again. But it's it's incrementally moving in a direction that uh, is. Uh, transformative or the, the change is taking place in the situation. Yeah. And then there are at other times where there's moments that happen and it is, uh, you know, a breakthrough or a significant kind of move. And it really depends on your situation, who you are, a lot of different variables, right. um, which I want to uh, emphasize and underline a little bit, because one of the things that uh, the we can get into and that the enemy can use against us is this comparative piece where we can go, it's my journey versus John's journey versus this other person's journey. And we can have the sense and the enemy can use shame to go like, what's wrong with you? Here's how John or someone else navigated through that and what their journey looked like. And yours doesn't look like that. And therefore you must be doing something wrong or something wrong with you. And uh, I just want to encourage you uh, and encourage those who are listening, know that uh, your journey is not someone else's journey and the variables that are part of your story are not all the same as theirs. And so allow your story and your journey to unfold as the Lord leads you through it and uh, resist the attacks of the enemy when he kind of comes in and tries to bring shame and condemnation and discouragement uh, through that comparative mechanism. Yeah. Well, Josh, this has been so wonderful, uh, today. Thank you so much for sitting down with me, uh, these last two weeks and uh, talking through this most important, uh, subject. Josh, what is uh, a way that, uh, our listeners, if they so desired, could get a hold of, uh, your organization or you, yeah, you can connect with us through our website at mycounselor.online. We provide uh, counseling services and care uh, through uh, Zoom and through a secure kind of HIPAA compliant Zoom so that we can connect with you right in your office, right in your home, meet with a lot of pastors right in their car uh, and be able to uh, find scheduling that can uh, work for around their life, around your life. Uh, with myself, one of the others on the team, um, or you can track me down on social media at um, you know, joshspurlock.com or talk to Spurlock as kind of a handle that I use that on social media. Awesome. Well, uh, everyone who is listening today, we want you to know uh, that we we love you. We uh, we're cheering for you. We're rooting and praying for you. Um, we want you to be healthy. Uh, we want you to lead better, lead longer, and have a lot more fun uh, along the way. And I think some of the things that Josh and I have talked about uh, these last two podcasts would, will help uh, move you in that direction. So we, we appreciate your trust. We appreciate that you listen, that you give us feedback. And it's our prayer that you will always lead from alignment.